Welcome to the Eat Right Nutrition Podcast, where we partner with experts in the health, wellness, and nutrition field to deliver you an excellent variety of content based on real science, real facts, and real food. I'm your host, Aron. And I'm Nicole. And today we're talking shiny pennies and fad diets. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Eat Red Nutrition Podcast. Today, we are talking about the thought of shiny new pennies. And Nicole's going to kind of discuss with us that whole concept because this came up in conversation in another podcast where we talk about people constantly chasing the shiny new penny. And we're going to talk about that as it pertains to fad diets and always chasing different diets. And we'll get into some different diets that people are chasing. And we'll also get into how to shift your mindset around your nutrition, your fitness, and your lifestyle in order to avoid constantly chasing the shiny new penny. So Nicole, the first thing I want to do is, and I'll kind of throw this off to you. Mm -hmm. I want to define what the shiny new penny theory is or you know, the kind of thought of the shiny new penny. So the shiny new penny is basically looking for the next new thing instead of sticking to what you currently are doing and making that the most consistent piece to your your program. Riveting. That's what it is. That's but wait, hold on. The reason why people jump for the shiny new penny is because it isn't riveting. It's not sexy. It's not new. It's not what everybody else is doing. It's not fancy. It's not shiny. It's old. It's consistent. It's discipline. It's well, here's basic. The thing. Here's the it's thing. simple. So, it's, so one your of the attitude. Things, hold on. Your listen. attitude and your response is exactly the tone I get from clients when they come to me and go, but hey, Nicole, everybody's doing this. And I go stick to what we've been talking about. This is what works best for you. But no, but Nicole, like someone else I know is doing this and they're getting results. And I go, no, 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 you're not someone else. This is what you're this is what's going to work for you. This is the program we set in place. Stick to this. The shiny new penny is every single time someone says, should I be doing something else? And they don't trust in that process of what works best for them. And they're walking away from me mid sentence <laughs> of what we're trying to stick to with the old regular old program that seems boring. And then they jump on the bandwagon with all their friends. And then they realize halfway through that the shiny new penny is basically the old penny, but just packaged differently and it doesn't work. Can I get a word in now? Yeah, go ahead. You're going to get fire me up today. This this stuff fires me up. All right. So this is something that I often say when it comes to real nutrition science as well, is that the real stuff, the actual true stuff that really works for you. Exactly. It's boring as fuck. Yeah, it's not entertaining. It's not delivered in a way where, you know, listen, on the Eat Right Nutrition podcast, we really try to. And one of the things that I had told you, Nicole, when we started this podcast was how do we make the boring shit sound exciting? Because yeah, the reality is that you've got people out here and I will I'll reference the Joe Rogan podcast, for example. And this is I'm, I'm going to get to the shiny penny piece with this because he's had so many guests on there that talk about things where they'll it's carnivore MD, for example, right? He was on the show and he'll talk about, you know, autoimmunity and he'll talk about 
fiber and vegetables and lectins and all of these things that are kind of pseudoscience, but they sound exciting. And when right. I think about shiny new pennies, I when you dive into the research of some of these fad diets mm -hmm. and you you actually look with a clear lens and you know what you're looking at and you know what you're looking for, mm -hmm. they fall apart very, very quickly. And so and the reason why I'm using the, the carnivore diet as an example is because it's probably the most recent one. Mm hmm. In it, it's in its development, like it's it's the latest and greatest. And I've had people tell me, oh, well, autoimmunity and, you know, Jordan Peterson's daughter and it cured her autoimmunity. And I'm like, yeah, well, she did an elimination diet and she did a very extreme version of that. There is science behind an elimination diet, but it's not sexy if I tell you, hey, just eliminate these five food groups and then we're going to slowly introduce them over time. What's mm -hmm. even more sexy is that shiny new penny where you hear it. And they say, these things are horrible and these things are killing you and these things are making you fat. And that stuff is the stuff that people are chasing. And it's shock value. It's the shock value. Right. Yeah. And it's just I, I always call it I call it when people are full of shit, mm -hmm. but they sound like they're not full of shit to the general public. I call it the Joe Rogan effect. Mm -hmm. I say it is the it's the person that if you really look deep into the research that they're referencing, that they're talking about you'll realize that it all falls apart. Yeah. And that is what people are chasing when they're sh chasing the shiny new penny. Yeah. And I think one of the things that we need to get people to realize on this episode today is that's why you're chasing the shiny new penny. Yeah. And the other part of why you're chasing that is also because it's not easy to develop the proper habits and it takes a long time to develop the proper habits. And one of the things that I try to instill in my clients is you're playing the long game. And once you shift your mind to playing the long game, you will be far more successful, not just in your nutrition, not just in your fitness, but in everything you do in your life. I think the other thing too is a belief and opinion versus an actual fact and science. So uh, I've had clients say to me, hey, Nicole, I, do you really think this is going to work? Like if we set macros and calories and I set up a, a nutrition structure for them or they say, what's your opinion? What do you think this will do for me? And I always I've been saying this now for a couple months. It's not my opinion. <laughs> it's not my belief about what I'm giving you. This is how the body functions. And this is the fact behind how this is going to work for you. It's not something I'm making up, which I think they think I like sit at home and think, hey, this could be the next thing for Susie to lose weight. That's not how we structure putting programs together. That's from a workout standpoint and from a nutrition standpoint. It's not my opinion and my belief. This is the way your body functions. So this is why we're going to do it this way now how you do that within the structure of the science and how your body works may vary based on your habits, your time frame, you know, what type of job you have, et cetera, all the things around your lifestyle. But the actual facts behind how we're going to get there isn't a belief or an opinion. It's the way it should be done. That's also the old penny kind of factor is those basics will never change. I talk about it in workout structure too. You lunge, you push, you pull, you bend, you twist. Those functional movements or basic are movement patterns, movements. Yeah, they're never going to change. You're always going to do them. So no matter what program or shiny new penny you're chasing, those are always going to be there. And so thinking that those will be different 
or the way they're put together is is the secret that's different. I think the disappointment and the lack of trust in the actual program is because people jump from program to program thinking they're going to find this like solution. And then when they don't and they're disappointed and they come back, they go, okay, I guess I have to create habit change, do this behavior stuff, Nicole, and well, you know, listen, the whole hum all, about it. All all roads will lead them back, back. to square one. Yeah. Right. And the one thing that I tell people all the time is if you're trying to take the shortcut, you're going to end up actually making your journey longer because you're going to end up back where you started and then you're going to have to start over again the right way. So you're better off just accepting that yeah. you're going to take the long old road. We'll cut. We'll kind of put it that way. Yeah, because that is really what's going to lead you to long term sustainable change. And listen, the reality is that when we're looking at other people, yeah, sure, there might be some people getting short term results or there might even be people that get long term results, right? Like maybe somebody does a ketogenic diet or maybe somebody does intermittent fasting and that kickstarts the journey for them. Mm -hmm. But even that person is going to go back to default to, okay, well, so how do I transition out of this? Yeah, that's true. And how do I go back to those habits that really need to be like internally rooted for me that I need to be able to do this in the long run because I can't intermittent fast for a lifetime or I just don't want to. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be in a ketogenic diet because maybe now I want to build some muscle. So how do mm -hmm. I transition out of that? So one of the things that I often say, and Nicole, you and I've had this conversation years ago about clients that want to do these types of things yeah, and giving them the opportunity to try yeah. them. Yep. And really just explaining to them, hey, listen, if you're going to do intermittent fasting, that's totally fine. It's a way to create a calorie deficit. And as long as you understand that and you understand that it's not special mm -hmm. and you think that that's going to be the best approach for you to create that calorie deficit and create fat loss, then by all means, let's, let's give it a let's, try. And let's make sure that I kind of hold your hand through that process. Yeah. yeah. Make sure that you're doing it correctly. Mm -hmm. You're still tracking. You're not overeating in that window, which obviously if if it's easier for you to do it, you're probably not going to be overeating. It's easier for you to create a deficit yeah. in order to do that. And then that person will want like one of two things will happen. One, that person will fall on their face and say, OK, let me try it your way now. Mm -hmm. Or two, that person will be successful, but then one day realize like, hey, you know, what? I really don't want to eat this way anymore. I kind of yeah. want to. So how do I get out of this? Right. And then. Mm -hmm. Nicole, you and I as coaches, it's up to us to say, OK, now this is where the fun starts for us. Yeah. Right. You've had your fun. Let's get now, to work. <laughs> now it's my turn and let's teach you some sustainable long term habits. Yeah. Yep. That was a big lesson for me as a coach. And I think it's been extremely successful being able to let people try things and and make sure they're doing it safely and hold them accountable to it. And every single time you were right. Daron and I had this conversation when we first met and we were working together um, and he was 100% right. I started going, OK, let's try it. And they always came back and was like, one, I can't do it. Or two, like you said, I could do it for a little bit, but now I'm looking for another option. Can we go back to what you were talking about before? I think that might work better for me. I think that goes along with the acceptance of the old penny strategy, right? They then realize that that's probably the best place to Well, they realize you know, start. that. They realize that at the end of the day, a penny is worth a penny, regardless well, of how, how it looks. 
it's like you were saying, the value is the same, right? We talked about this in terms of the new penny and the old penny is still the same value. It's just a penny. <laughs> Shiny or old, it's still the same. Yeah. And I think it's a great analogy to use. Yeah. Because when we talk, there's constantly new pennies being minted, right? Yeah. <laughs> and these pennies are different fad diets, right? So, and it's not even that they're new. Also, sometimes we'll find like a polished penny like the ketogenic mm. diet, how many times in my lifetime has yeah, that has emerged that... in like a different kind of form? Yeah. Right. Or I don't know, but intermittent fasting to me is kind of on the newer side. Um, but like the zone diet, perfect example. Zone was in the 90s, mm -hmm. right? Barry Sears wrote that book in the 90s and then it was adopted by CrossFit. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I remember looking at precision nutrition Mm -hmm. And the the entire fitness industry, it's like, all right, well, this is kind of the standard yeah. in the fitness industry. Yeah, and the, re yeah. the reality is this 40, 30, 30, I've always said is a great starting point. Yeah. But I have gravitated towards, and this kind of speaks to uh, some of the conversations that you and I have had with Bill Campbell, who mm -hmm. we just had on the podcast not that long ago, that you kind of have to look at what the person can adhere to mm -hmm. in the long run and what they can adhere to is generally what they naturally gravitate towards. So maybe you start at 40, 30, 30, and then you see kind of where they gravitate towards. And that also speaks to if you're chasing that shiny new penny and that's not mm -hmm. something that you naturally gravitate towards. Right. Maybe you like fattier foods and you yeah. don't eat as much carbs. Yeah. Maybe you like to eat more of a carb heavy uh, a nutrition plan. I know when I'm in a calorie deficit, it's a lot easier for me to go more carb heavy. Mm -hmm. and go lower fat mm -hmm. just because it's easier for me. If I'm choosing a lean protein mm -hmm. and a carbohydrate, like it's fat is easy for me to remove from my yeah, diet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then that cuts my calories way down, mm -hmm. especially because fats, you get nine calories per gram versus carbs. You get four calories per gram. And I do feel like volume wise, and some people might agree or disagree with this, but I feel like I get fuller eating more carbs mm -hmm. because volume wise, I get to eat more food. Yeah. And, I, and yep. I feel like I get a smaller amount. Some people will argue and say, well, fat is more satiating than carbs. For me, I For find them, it, it may be right. Yeah. And that is at the end of the day, when we're talking about shiny new pennies, mm -hmm. you really have to just resort back to what works for you. And I think one of the issues with people chasing these fat diets is they just haven't found what works for them yet. Well, okay. This is where I'm jumping in. They not only haven't found what works for them, but they're also not in tune to their body. Like you just described that intuitive piece to knowing that carbs fill you up or make you feel better when you're in a deficit. Most people don't even know when they eat, how they feel, period. Forget about the numbers. They aren't even in tune to what they're tasting when they're eating, if they're sitting down, if they're actually chewing food, they're driving in the car, drinking a coffee and eating something on their way to work. And this is where being able to really pay attention to what you're eating on top of how much and when and where is also a, a the you know the first part to well eating the education behind eating tracking. Mind, eating yeah. mindfully is the, yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And the issue is that people don't want to give themselves the time, time to learn because 
in their minds, if they're mm-hmm. giving themselves time to learn, then they're wasting time that they could be spent yes. getting results. Well, then that's where the shiny new penny mindset, they get distracted in that very moment. Such a good point of slowing down and going, hey, what am I eating? How do I feel? The rush to get the result drives them to the new penny. And then they decide that's the thing that they're going to start with instead of slowing down, taking time. You know, I do this with a lot of my clients when I first meet them. I do the breakfast experiment, which is a seven day test of different types of breakfast, just a bagel and cream cheese and a coffee, a coffee alone and no food, eggs and avocado and, you know, their coffee, no coffee at all a juice and fruit and a protein. So each day I'll have them try something different and then I'll have them journal how each day feels, what the rest of their food choices were like based off of whatever the breakfast choice was. And then we get an idea of what their natural responses are to if you eat a bagel and cream cheese and a coffee, how hungry are you are like two hours after? What was your lunch like? Were you craving anything in the afternoon? How did your workout feel like we do all I do all those types of questions. And then on a day that they just have coffee, maybe they do their workout early. How hungry are you after dinner is snacking more of a, you know, an issue on a day like that. And you can start to figure out what the patterns are of your natural intuitive piece to what you tend to crave or go for. And that's why I start off with no, I don't even have them do the 40, 30, 30. I just have them do an, a blank My Fitness Pal entry. And we well, test those things out. I, I have them. I just say log what you're eating first. Let's see what you are, where you are now, and then create some parameters after that first yeah. week. And you and I have talked about this, that a lot on this show. Mm-hmm. I do have a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. Is bagel a... Shut Boston, up. Is that, is that a Boston <laughs> thing or is that just a you thing? <laughs> All right. Oh. Anyway. Bagel is like um, it's a Boston thing. Bagel. Wait, what do you say? <laughs> bagel. 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 You know, I, you know, I remember like basil. Bagel. What is basil? I don't. <laughs> what do you say? Like vas- vaseline? <laughs> you know. I... Wait, do you say fi- you're not even you probably don't even know what filing's basement is, but that used to be a store that. No, I have no idea. <laughs> so my mom says Felines and I say Filines and we make we fight about that all the time. So now I'm going to argue with you over bagel. And why do you say bagel? Bagel. Ba- bagel. I don't even know, you know how I say it. When I was in when I was in like third grade. Making fun of me. When I was in like third grade, we had to do this like joke thing for <laughs> it was third grade or fourth grade, maybe. And we had to do this joke thing for like the first graders. We had to like put on a show for them. And uh, one of the. Uh, the kids that I did it with, we came up with a joke and it was, what do you call a seagull that lives in a bay? And it's a bagel. And that's how you pronounce it. That was bagel. Seagull bagel. All right. Anyway, moving along. <laughs> that's my point, though, is that you need to be able to take the time to really understand yourself. And that, to me, is the most important part of the whole process. And the other side is you're not enjoying the journey. And I cannot stress this enough. And I will beat this horse to death. You have to enjoy the journey of learning and making small changes and viewing those small changes as victories, because that's exactly what they are. Yeah, I'm I don't look from a standpoint of did I lose weight on the scale? 
what's going to get me there quicker. I don't mm-hmm. want the shortcut. I want the best way to get there, not the fastest way to get there. Mm-hmm. And I want the vi- I want the habits to be the victories. I want them that way for myself because I feel and I want that for my clients. And the mm-hmm. reason why is because you just feel so or I'll speak for myself. I feel so much more accomplished when I know that I have put in more work and that I've I, I've done things that and I've created habits that weren't instilled in me before. Mm-hmm. That to me is a huge accomplishment because that stays with you. Yeah. Right. And that's the difference between I'm jumping on a fad diet and I'm enjoying the journey and learning and building new habits is those habits are there to stay. And that is what we want to instill in each and every client that we work with is that long-term success. And the only way you build long-term success and you take that weight off and you keep it off or you build that muscle and you keep it on Mm -hmm. is you develop habits. Yeah. Well, you also mentioned the enjoyable piece and it's funny because the other day I was sitting down to eat and I was I don't know if anybody else does this, but when you're hungry and you're excited to eat your meal and you have a little happy dance for the first few bites because things taste so good and you're so happy to sit down to eat. And a couple of the other um, a couple of my friends walked by what came over to sit with me and they were like, are you dancing again in front of your food? I'm like, I'm so excited to eat this. I was so hungry. I was so happy. And one of them made a comment. She said, I wish I was as happy to eat my food as you are. Like you can be like, I'm happy because I know it's food that's going to make me feel good. I know it's going to help me to get my goal. I know I'm hungry for this food. I'm excited that I made it myself and that I planned for it. Like kind of what you're saying in terms of, you know, being proud of the um, habits that you created and the success behind them. Like I look at that meal, like I'm doing something really good for my body and I'm excited for it. Part of the old penny piece is that you also have to find joy in that as well. Being excited to eat something that you know is going to get you to your goal and help you to feel better or be better or perform better or whatever should be something that makes you excited. It shouldn't be like, oh my gosh, I have to eat this again because it's the thing that's going to get the scale to move. That's not really a good you know, motivator either. And the other thing, Nicole, that I'll say, and I think this is the last note that we'll leave on is that Oftentimes, when something isn't working in mm-hmm. a current plan that somebody's doing, yeah, it's I'm going to scrap it and start all over. Yeah. Instead of tweaking. It's like an immediate just, OK, you know what? This whole thing isn't working. Instead of finding the thing that isn't working about that plan, maybe you just plateaued. Maybe you need to reduce your calories a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. you need to take a diet break. Yeah. Maybe you need to do a refeed for a few days. Yeah. Right. There are so many strategies and so many tools that you can take to problem solve these things. Yep. Great. And point. they're and they're quick, right? They're like a rip the bandaid off kind of thing. Like, OK, great. I want you to eat more this weekend. I want you to do away and take some progress picks on Monday. And I want to see what the weekend did for you. Yeah. And then we'll continue on with your deficit or whatever the goal is. We'll continue mm-hmm. on and we'll move forward. And, you know, oftentimes you'll find that, OK, well, I just need to change one thing. Perfect example. Yeah, I plateaued at twenty five hundred calories. Okay, cool. I'm going to go down to twenty three hundred calories. I'm going to increase my cardio, right? There are so many different aspects of your nutrition plan. Maybe I need more protein. Maybe I need less fat. Maybe I need more carbs. 
Maybe I need less carbs. Maybe I'm not working out frequently enough. Yeah. Maybe I'm not tracking my steps, right? All of these things that you can adjust and move the dial on rather than just saying, oh, you know what? I This plateaued. isn't working. This isn't working. Let me find something else. Yeah, exactly. That's a, a big one, too. When it comes to trying to rush the process, if you're constantly trying to rush, that's tends to be what happens. People just scrap the whole thing or go forget it. This isn't working. I'm going to not. I'm just going to take a break. Like You don't need to take a break. You just need to tweak a few things. But I also think that's the perfection piece, too. You know, shiny new pennies also happen when people think they're not good at insert whatever they may think, not counting calories, counting steps, tracking, you know, sleep patterns. They're like, I can't do this. I'm not good at this. I'm like, well, you're not going to be good at it. And we've talked about this many times on our podcast about sucking at things at the beginning and practicing and getting better at them instead of just scrapping the whole thing and making it sound like this isn't going to work. You got to practice all of the aspects of your program. You got to practice and you got to stick to what you're doing and you have to enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And you have to realize that there's nothing special about any of these tactics. It's really yeah. just about what works for you. And now listen, if one of these quote unquote fad diets, I don't even know if I like calling them fad diets in this kind of a context, but if one of these things works for you to either kickstart a plan or it's going to work for you in the long run because mm -hmm. the distribution, the, the food timing, mm -hmm. right? Any aspect of it works for, for you, then great. And hey, if a certain aspect of it works for you that you want to take that. with you yeah, and then combine it with some other things, mm -hmm. you can do that if it works for you and gets you where you want to go. But I really think the biggest theme here is you need to change your mindset around food and nutrition and fitness and enjoy what you're doing. And keep in mind that you're in it for the long haul and that you want those those habits are the biggest success. That's a bigger success than anything else to me. Yeah, I like you say you don't like fad diets. I use the word nutrition strategies because, like you said, each of them has a strat a strategic tool that you can use to your benefit or to your detriment. You pick which one or you figure it out. You try, you figure out which one of those is a, a better fit. And when we talk about the individual person, part of practicing your skills or your strategies is figuring out what you as an individual really enjoy. So like you said, you can pick a few things from each of the strategies that work. And that's what you make your individual lifestyle plan out of instead of just taking the cookie cutter, here's what you eat option and follow that until you hate it and then never do it again. Yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, that is shiny new pennies and fad diets. And if you enjoyed this episode, click subscribe, give us five stars, write a review, share this with a friend, and you'll hear us next week. 